0: Hi, welcome to Block 101, I'm David and welcome to my podcast. So this week, I want to talk about discounting. Uh, in particular, I want to talk about discount codes and uh, why they're not as great as maybe some people might think they are. Um, we get asked for this, or I've noticed, I should say, we've been getting asked for these uh, a lot more often than normal uh, over the last few weeks and months. So I thought it'd be worth doing a podcast just to uh, share really some of the things that we talk to our clients about um, when that sort of request comes in, because quite often we find once we understand properly, you know, what they're trying to do and what they want to achieve, the discount code isn't necessarily the right tool for the job. Um, so I'm, I'm not a big fan, as you can maybe already tell of discount codes. I think they can be uh, overused. They can be used in the wrong way more often than not. Um, And discounting in general can be quite harmful, um, particularly for your club. It can devalue the brand. It can really give people a sense of, uh, entitlement's probably strong, but people are just gonna be holding out, waiting for cheaper prices, um, and they'll always expect them. And I think that can be a very dangerous path to go down. So. We'll talk a little bit about discount codes. We'll talk about some of the alternatives, uh, some of the things that we've been recommending and, and what we've seen working in the last few months. Um, but as a, as a general rule, just around discounts to, to kick things off, um, I've been very much against discounting and always trying to look for more creative ways of, of selling tickets or merchandise. Um, and it kind of started a few years back when I went to, to see Seth Godin, who's a, a genius marketer, if you've never heard of him, definitely worth someone checking out. Um, and he was talking in London about all sorts of things around marketing um, and discounting came up and, and he he said something that stuck with me ever since you know, this talk two or three years ago. And that's discounting is the refuge of a marketer that doesn't know what to do. Um, and I think that's quite clever and very true. Um, you know, if we, if we need to just offer straight discounts on our prices, it means that there's bigger problems afoot and we need to be addressing those as opposed to just knocking, you know, a, a few pounds off here and there to try and get more people into our venues. So um, I'm gonna talk about a few different ways that you could potentially uh, offer better value um without offering that straight discount um there are some that are tried and tested some that we're actually testing at the moment um but the first thing really you know if you're if you're having to discount a lot and you're finding yourself having to try to be quite creative to get more people into the venue in the first place my first go-to would be looking at your overall pricing strategy is this pointing to a bigger problem so if you're finding that you're struggling to get the numbers in, and obviously, you know, we know particularly with things like football and most team sports, you can you can do as much as you like and be as creative as you want. But if the team on the pitch aren't performing, then people just, you know, it's going to be harder to get people in and paying money to watch them. Um but if you're finding, you know, the performances on the pitch are okay and you're still having to work really hard to encourage people, incentivize people to come then that often points to a bigger problem with your overall pricing structure and your strategy. So it might be a case of starting there. Uh, That's obviously going to be very dependent on the time of the year because uh, as we approach the new football season, adjusting all of your prices now is probably not even an option. You've probably already gone out with your match day prices. um, And so you've got to wait another nine months before you can do anything to, to change that. So... Here are a few other things. And if, if readjusting your overall pricing isn't an option, then we can start to look at a few other things that might help you through until you get that opportunity to revisit those prices. Um, the first one that I've seen work, you know, the, the first time I heard about this, I thought it was really risky. The more I see it, the more I like it. And this is pay what you want or pay what you can afford. We spoke about it briefly when Andrew Thomas came onto the show a few weeks back. Um, And I've become a a bigger and bigger fan of this as I've seen more clubs use it. Um, I've seen clubs use it really creatively. We work with one particular club that have been using this approach for their season tickets for probably the last three or four years now. Um, And I felt that when I first heard about it, God, that's really risky. You know, if people decide that they're going to pay the minimum or, you know, they're not going to pay much at all. Where does that leave you? So, um, most clubs, when they do this, they set a minimum or a recommended amount, um, just to stop people, you know, really, um, taking advantage basically. Uh, but it works really well because what we often see is you tap into people's goodwill, good nature. And on occasion, people actually pay more than the face value. Um, that's balanced by people that do pay minimal or, or less. Um, but you get new fans through the gate and you know you do see a fair percentage of those coming back again as long as you, you're providing value once they're inside, they have a good time. Um, so it's a great way to get new fans in into your into stadium, but also just to build up some goodwill with the fan base as well. You have to be really careful in terms of when you apply something like this. So we've seen some clubs... Apply this to the the sort of the, the nothing cup game that isn 't going to be that well attended anyway um, and i don 't think it's particularly effective there because it's, it's you know something that people don 't necessarily want to go to anyhow and that 's a, a harder sell where i 've seen it work really well is um, you know really around times when people are struggling financially so a uh, really good one I, I saw last year was I think it was the first or second week of January. People are often often skint, you know. Had a hard Christmas, uh, New Year, not got much money now. I've got to sort of work with what I've got until the end of Jan, until payday again. And doing a pay what you want for one of your games around that sort of time is really, really appreciated by a lot of people. So um, January can be a difficult month for a lot of businesses, definitely for football clubs. Um, but, you know, something like that can help to, to boost your attendances and definitely uh, help you to accumulate a little bit of goodwill from your supporters as well um, so pay what you want pay what you can afford I think it's a, a fantastic strategy doing that once or twice a year will really build up some goodwill with your supporters uh, if you're feeling really brave go for it with your season tickets as well I mean that's that's definitely worked I've seen it in the past work um, it helps you to, to build those numbers up um, but maybe start small try it out with a match or two uh, and, and go from there So the next one then is um, something we've seen a lot of in the last couple of months, uh, often used around season ticket renewals, Um, but early bird or online prices. um, And and this is something that has been tried and tested many, many years. You know, definitely not something that is new and we've introduced, but certainly something that stood the test of time and seems to work very well. I think the, the big factor in this and making this work is the time pressure or deadline so um if you're going to set an early bird price it's really important that you say that it's only available until this time and date and you stick to it um because quite often we've we've worked with a few clubs where they've extended and extended and extended again and then we've seen the following season fans know that there's probably going to be another extension so the urgency has been lost um the flip side to that, related but a little different is the online pricing so we're working with loads of clubs now that are more and more um, encouraging if you like online sales by making the online price slightly cheaper so incentivizing people for buying online for buying early uh obviously it helps them to accumulate a bit more data about who's coming, how many people to expect, what sort of you know how popular the game is they're giving away a little discount for people buying online in return for building up a database and so I mean I think that's a fair exchange of value on both sides there Um, but again they set the time limit so it's an online price up until a point uh, whether that's you know the day before or until a certain time on the day of the game Um, but again it's offering that discount without appearing to come across as desperate. Please come to the match. We need more people in. Um, So it's not just an out and out discount for nothing. No, you need to buy online. It needs to be be by a certain time. Um, And and again, it's a a great way of of adding a few more people to the gate. Um, Next one. So I'm a big fan of this bundling. So packaging games up. Uh, We do this for, for quite a few of our clubs now. I think, you know, I'm biased, but I'd say that we can do packages very well. We're quite versatile with the way that we can do them. Um, And so you can package up games with other games. So taking less popular games with the more popular games, putting them all together and offering a a slightly discounted rate for buying everything in one hit. Um, We've been doing a lot of that over preseason, actually, where teams have been playing some very attractive, you know, top flight premiership teams. And then the the lesser attractive games and bundling everything together into an attractive price. Um, And the other one that is fairly new for us, but I think has worked quite well, is the the bundling with merchandise approach. So um, we've had a couple of teams this year that have offered uh, an early access, if you like, to um, a season ticket and the new shirt, for example. Um, And that seems to go down quite well. So bundling up things to offer a better rate if you buy more. Uh, again, just a very elegant way of discounting without that desperation. Um, so certainly something we're going to explore a little bit more of, I'm sure, over the rest of the season uh, and the uh, you know the next few pre-seasons as well. Um, okay, last one is the whole buy early, redeem later. So we're, we're testing this quite a bit at the moment. Uh, it seems to be going quite well. One particular club, they're, they're trialing this with hospitality, and that seems to, to be a bit of a hit. Um, but the whole concept of, you know, pay now for 10 tickets, but you don't have to redeem them uh, until you want to, and, you know, whichever games uh, you decide as the season goes on. So that may well be uh, me using all 10 in one go because I'm deciding I'm going to go with a load of friends and. I've bought 10 tickets and I'm going to use them in one game or I'm going to use one ticket for 10 games of my choice or something in between. Um, so again, offering a slightly reduced rate. It's not an out and out discount, but I'm being rewarded if you like uh, for buying a bulk number of tickets up front and then I can use them at my discretion when it suits me. Uh, so again, win-win both sides. It's a nice way of discounting the price. And uh, yeah, everyone gets something valuable out of that. OK, so uh, please avoid the whole discount code thing, uh, You know, unless you really, really need to do it. I mean, there are definitely good cases for doing discount codes. Maybe if you're tracking, you want to see you know, where certain offers or same offers are more popular, more useful, then having different codes to track that can be a way of measuring. Um, but often, you know, the, the, oftentimes when we get requests for discount codes being set up, one of these things can often um, solve the same problem. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's a better way, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, cool. So, um, that's it from me. Uh, just a couple of quick things. So, um, as always, thanks for tuning in. I'm really, really overwhelmed by the amount of listeners uh, and the feedback I've been getting on these podcasts. It's been great. Um, getting listeners from all over the world um, and, and people um, that I never thought would be tuning in are and, and you know, getting some really great messages about it. Um, so please keep sharing it around. Please keep listening. Really uh, grateful to have you on board and, and listening to this. So um, thank you very much for that. Um, I've been playing around a little bit with duration of, of shows and, and frequency of putting them out. And it seems to be that the, the slightly shorter... And more frequent episodes seem to be the ones that um, are attracting more listeners. So um, I think we're probably going to go back to that format for the foreseeable future and then have a few more interviews weaved in between as well. Uh, I've got some cracking guests lined up. So uh, expect more of those interview-type podcasts as well over the next few weeks. Um, So yeah, if there's anyone um, who still hasn't been on the show that you'd like me to talk to or if there are any topics that I haven't covered that you think would be quite interesting then you know I'm up for it I'm I'm definitely up for for that so by all means get in touch let me know what you want to hear more of and uh, I can make it happen okay so thank you for tuning in and um, I'll catch you very soon Uh, all the best see ya